everybody. It's Sarah. And Andy. And today we're going to be checking in with day four and then we're going to be talking about support systems and how we're obviously not an island and not doing this on our own and just talking through how we're able to make it all work. So stay tuned. So good evening. Um, Yeah, today was day four. Um, I feel like it went really well. So my my night last night was pretty rough. Uh, I got a lot of sleep, but I woke up a lot because I couldn't stop sweating. Um, but uh, this morning I got up at 6.30 with our kids and I took a shower and brushed my teeth. And For the first time in like a week. A week. <laughs> and, uh, and got dressed and ready for the day and I was basically ready to f- take on the day by about 7 o'clock. Came downstairs and took all my meds and um, was ready to go. So, yeah, we uh, got the kids downstairs, got them dressed, got them outside, gave them some breakfast. It was a beautiful day out today. Um, but, uh, yeah, we decided to uh, mow the lawn and we took, took turns doing that while the other one watched the kids. Um, and then it was real windy today. Um, which was nice because it was, it was actually pretty warm. So the wind made it actually just a gorgeous day. Um, but our fence was starting to blow down, um, cause we got one of those, we had a chain link fence with, uh, <clears throat> like, um, some privacy tarp on it. So we had to go to Menards and get some zip ties and Sarah and I worked on that together. And oh, tell them about going to Menards though. Oh, yeah. Um, Sarah was on the riding lawnmower, and before I decided to go along, <clears throat> go alone, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I should, I should just call Sarah and, uh, and ask her to um, come with, um, not only for my safety, but also to just help her, you know, relax, because I feel like if she had pulled her own front and saw that my truck was gone, she would have uh, gotten real upset about that, too. Um, so yeah, we ran to Menards together while Grandma watched the kids. Um, they were, dur- it was during their nap time anyways, so. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we fixed the fence. Um, then we had some lunch, and, uh, Sarah's, uh, graduation gown came in, um, to our new house, but we ended up having to delay moving into our new house, and that's a long story, but whatever. So it got delivered to our new house, so we ran over there real quick to pick it up and uh, <clears throat> stopped with the kids at the park, and then we went to A&W for some ice cream, and now we're back home, and the kids are in bed, and we're recording this. I love how every time um, Andy talks and it's his turn to share, there's just like the, the play-by-play <laughs> of the day, and Andy does a lot of the, here's exactly what happened every second, and I do more of the, here's how I was feeling. Well, every second. This, this was the first day in a long time where I felt energetic and I felt in a good mood and I felt like I could get stuff accomplished and I didn't want to just sit around and mope all day. Um, so like when Sarah asked, um, you know, she, she pointed out the fence. I noticed the fence. I didn't say anything, uh, but she pointed out the fence. I wasn't like, ugh, here's another task I have to do. I was like, hell yeah, I'll do that. That looks like something interesting and I even said on the way to Walmart I'm like or on the way to Menards I was like um I'm actually looking forward to doing this because it's something that needs to be done and it's something that I like to do I like to fix stuff so 
He was even, even asking was what other what other um, projects there are to do yeah, around the house, I and I was like, we Andy, we're get... moving <laughs> in three weeks. Like, stop. Yeah, I asked if we needed to get anything else from Menards. I'm like, just something small stuff. You know, I'm not talking about putting stuff under construction, but just things because we we still got our final walkthrough for our buyers, and I just want to make sure that that goes off without a hitch. Well, so how are you feeling now? Because usually, um, like, our argument on the weekends is that you just want to relax. And I am always going, like, a million miles per minute. So how are you feeling after a day of, like, I mean, you didn't sit down today. Yeah, no, I barely sat down today. Um, I'm feeling good. I want to relax now, now that the kids are in bed. Um, So, like, if you were to ask me to do a project right now, I'd be, no... Thanks. But is this a good, like, is doing the podcast a good relaxation? Yeah, thing, no, or? this isn't, this is fine, because I'm sitting in a recliner right now, and I'm, I'm just chilling, so this, I don't feel like this is a, a task at all, this is us just having a conversation and recording it. Did you ever have to, like, fight the urge today to say, like, uh... Um, a little bit when you wanted to take the kids to get your gown and stuff like that. My biggest thing is... Getting two kids that are five and under ready to go and out the door is kind of a pain in the butt. But Sarah is really good at doing that. If I have to do it by myself, I get real lazy because they just, they don't listen. Um, but it's good training for them and, the, you know, because they do have to learn to listen. Um, and I know it's not going to happen anytime soon, but... Well, and you um, have to, it tries your patience, so I know that you have to take some deep breaths, too. Yeah, yeah, it, can, it, it gets me revved up, frustrated. Um, but yeah, like, even even so, though, when you said you wanted to go do that, I was also excited because your mom hasn't ever been to the new house, um, and, you know, your mom was going to come along, and I knew we were going to go to a park, and parks are, it's fun watching our kids play, and they're finally at that age where they can kind of be by themselves but also they want to play with us too and it's not just the same like i mean it can get pretty repetitive but there was a lot of zombie action today a lot 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 of of zombie play and pineapple we had to play be pineapples it's where you you get frozen and then get turned into a pineapple i don't know it started (laughs) at breakfast this morning game started at breakfast this morning because we had pineapples with our breakfast <laughs> our uh, our mother in law is here too. She can chime in if she wants. Oh, <laughs> She's serious? allowed to. Andy says she can, and I'm just literally <laughs> shaking my head like, "Don't do it." She's actually going to go upstairs and check on Willie because he's saying, "Mommy." Um, and then I could just go really quick since Andy basically told you guys. I mean, you could probably find us at this point after finding out everything we did today. But I'll just say that. Um, Today's one of those days where I um, am cautiously optimistic. Um, we work really well as a team when we're both invested. And today was a really good example of that. And obviously having my mom here to help too has been really great. Um, especially because of COVID, we haven't gotten to see each other a lot in the past year. And so it's been nice to have her company, but then also have her here as a, you know, an extra set of eyes at least. Um, she's just, she's recovering from her second shot. So She's um, not at 100%, but she's been super helpful. And yeah, I think Andy and I had a really good day together. Every time I asked him to do something, he was on it right away. 
I tried to stay calm if he couldn't just see something that needed to be done. But I think for the most part, yeah, you did. Like if cleaning up something. Yeah, or, like if something had to be done, you went and did it. You went and got the boys' clothes so you could get them dressed to go outside today. So things like that make me really excited, but also like nervous like how long is it going to last this time that's kind of the thought that's always in the back of my brain and so um i think that is a really good segue into what we're going to talk about today and that's support system which is kind of funny that my mom is chiming in because that's going to be our topic today so stay tuned and we'll be right back okay so i wanted to talk a little bit about um supports because this is something that I think especially because Andy is an addict that we struggle a lot with being open and honest with our um, friends and family about it um, because yeah, there's still a huge stigma. Like we haven't even shared this on our social media platforms because I think there's still a lot of like, I don't know. Yeah. What are people going to think? What are they going to well, say? And, and my my fear isn't necessarily like a stigma about it. My fear is like, oh, he's just reaching out for all the sympathetic, like, how you know, like to get and attention and blah blah blah, and it, you know, it wasn't that bad. So like, I I don't even know if I'm ever going to share on like Facebook because I don't feel like that's the proper platform, mm. <laughs> even though. That's where all my friends, you know, that's where all my friends and whatnot are. But, I mean, I also have people I've met, like, twice that are friends on there. Because I just never go through and clean up my friends list. It probably wouldn't show up in their timeline, but I don't... So, back to support. Yeah, I don't need <laughs> to put that... I don't need to put that on Facebook. So, as far as support goes... Right now, we're keeping it with um, basically not even extended family, like close family. Um, <clears throat> so, like, my my aunts and uncles don't know, my cousins don't know, but my my immediate family knows and Sarah's immediate family knows. And I don't even know if Sarah's whole immediate family knows. None of Sarah's Can immediate family. Except my sister oh, does. Okay, Sarah's sister does, but her brothers do not. Um <clears throat> So although Sarah will say, this this is something that we need to talk about, we need to bring it out in the open to help get rid of the stigma, she's sort of also then part of the problem because she doesn't really want to share it. Well, and it, sometimes it's not her place to share. Like, she can reach out for help for herself Yeah. as much as she wants, um, but that there's also a stigma with that, too. Like, a lot of people might say, why are you still with him then? Just leave him, and that, that will solve all your problems. And that is what people say <clears throat> to me. Like, very close family people say that to me. So I, I think that that's a part of it, is that um, right now what we really need is support and not judgment. And um, so I've been very upfront with um, a few people that have said things along those lines that um, right now all we need is support, and if you can't give that, then please don't talk to me right now. And so I, I think that that's like, honestly, people are coming out of the woodworks. Like I have some colleagues that know because I was out of work and, and they were worried because I don't ever miss work. Mm-hmm. And so I have some colleagues that know um, our student or our child, our oldest child who has autism, his teachers know because um, he has a really tight relationship with Andy. And since Andy had taken that job up in Michigan in the first place, 
um, our son's really been struggling. Yeah, there have been a few like, like triggering regressions. episodes. Yeah. And so we've been very upfront with them with everything going on with us. And I felt like it was important for them to know because, of course, our kids went another five days without seeing Andy, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't working. So um, there are people at, like in our close circle that do know. Um, but I think that we felt like this is one of those things that um, could hopefully be much more far reaching than our inner circle anyways that. Um, yeah, it's it's nicer to reach out to people who are familiar with this issue, because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> if you talk to someone who hasn't had any real experience with someone they know, someone they love, um, someone they're related to, uh, that has been through this, and that they cared enough to do the research... Because there's still a majority of people out there that don't believe that um, alcoholism is a disease. Well, and I mean, for six out of the eight years that I've known you, you didn't think that you had a problem. Yeah. So even even we have, you know, struggled and we've had to do a lot of learning along the way. Mm-hmm. But well, so and, let, and honestly, okay. I I still didn't think I had that big of a problem until three days ago four days ago whenever it was that you found me like even with i mean my history with alcohol i have a lot of key moments not only with people i know but with the law um you know i have the uh, law (laughs) i have uh you know a minor in possession of alcohol i have an underage drinking ticket i have a dui um so, I mean, I've basically gotten one of, like, each of the things, unless I have not gotten drunk in public yet, but... One well, uh, ticket. Well, and I wouldn't a say... Ticket. I wouldn't say yet. Um, I would say no. I have not gotten that. Uh, and you period, will not. And I will not, because I don't... I will not be drinking again, ever. Um, but, yeah, so even with all those factors coming in i i was like it's i don't have a problem i just i have slip-ups every now and then well Well, you also have to admit that i mean last fall i think it was i was in my room and sarah came in and then you came in and i said okay but andy we're talking about you said you know because i kind of look forward to the time when i can just sit at a campfire and have a beer and i looked at sarah and i looked at you and i said andy you can't do that you can't no. do that. And you're like, well, no, I think once sometimes. And I'm like, no, Andy, never. Are you going to be able to have a beer at a campfire? It's just not going to happen. And you're like, well, I mean, I don't plan on like quitting forever. And I think that this has really brought that reality home that that is, in fact, what you're going to have to do. Yeah. So for our listeners, in case you couldn't tell, my mother is the tough love mother. <laughs> and I, but I, I do think that um, Andy and I, along this whole journey, it's been really great to have my mom because, um, first of all, she's a nurse who's worked in a um, mental health uh, unit for years. And so there's a lot of that um, like science and like mental health um, understanding that she brings to the table that perhaps others haven't. But also, my mom has always been a tough lover with Andy, and 
I think a lot of it is because um, from the moment she met Andy, there was they clicked. They get mm-hmm. along really well. From we 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 laugh because the first time she ever met Andy, she was wandering around in her robe, and um, she was just like, "Oh, I guess I didn't even. Oh yeah, like today's our first day, like actually knowing each other. I guess I didn't even really think about it because." I feel like I've known you. <laughs> so um, my mom has been a really great support to us. And she was obviously my first phone call when I found Andy. And I I mean, I feel like I've come a long way too, because I think a few years ago, I would have just been like sobbing and just felt really helpless. But I was able to just say like, here's what I need from you. Here's what's happening. I kind of just went into like um, crisis yeah, mode. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she, she was in the car within the hour, um, driving to be at our house to help with the kids. So that's been really great. And then Andy's parents, um, have been supportive, but I think that there's still, um, I think they struggle to see you struggle. And so there's a little bit, they even told me, uh, when we were cleaning your apartment that they feel like, um, sometimes they just turn a blind eye, Mm -hmm. um, cause they don't want to think that you're sick. Yeah. Well, and yeah, they 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 need to educate themselves too, and and I they've come a long way mm-hmm. um, from when all of this first started happening, um, <clears throat> but yeah, they've they've always been they know their kids can do wrong in their eyes, but they're very quick to forgive and and just forget. Um, and no consequence. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know if it's forgive. It's more just let's move on and turn a blind eye sometimes yeah. and just keep going like we were before. Because it's not like you talk about it with them. It's not like there's a yeah. conversation with them. It's more like, okay, and we're moving on. But I will, I mean, we obviously have to give them credit where credit is due. They they immediately, I mean, your mom was working when I called her. Yeah. She left work, got in the car, and they drove almost two hours to come and see you and then they helped me scrub down your entire apartment um so we could get all that moved out yeah um, they, they might struggle with the emotional side of things but when when they're there's a time yeah. of need yeah. they immediately come into action well and then they that night wednesday night they drove back home and then thursday they drove back up again so they did two trips just like i did um, so that they could come and see you and help us out in any way possible. And um, that kind of leads us into this like next step of our journey that um, today we had this realization, I'm graduating with my doctorate next week, Friday, and I would love for one day to be about me. Oh, yeah, toot your own heart. <laughs> and um, so my mom, we originally, Andy wasn't going to come at all just because he was going to be working and we needed someone to be with the kids. And so um, my mom and I were going to go down and have this fun little like girls night um, down in Iowa together and watch me graduate. And a time in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. 12 hours of driving <laughs> in, in two days. But um, since all this has happened, Andy can't really be alone. Like he's not comfortable being alone. I'm not comfortable with him being alone. And we there's still so many unknowns because we have to wait until his appointment on Monday at the VA to find out kind of how long he has to wait to get into inpatient. So right now we're just in this weird limbo. Like Andy's still going to be going to a bunch of interviews this coming week. Um, and who know you know, like just who knows what, what's yeah. going to happen. But we started to think like, oh, my God, like what are we going to do? 
with this coming weekend because originally I had planned on Annie just being with the boys this weekend, but um, that's not something any of us are comfortable with right now. And so I'll let Andy talk a little bit about um, how we decided to try to figure out our supports for the weekend. So <clears throat> my parents are campaholics. They love to go camping. Glamping. Should, should probably stay away from the aholics term, but they like to go camping a lot. Um, and camping season is basically as soon as the snow melts to as soon as it starts snowing again. Um, so every weekend they're at the camper. Um, so what we were thinking, um, the route kind of to Iowa kind of goes past my parents' camper. So we reached out to them and tried to see if, uh, they could take the kids for a night. And, um, they usually, they, some, they have a little bit of pushback about that. Um, just because our kids are a handful and my parents are getting older and it's, you know, at a campground, it's a lot harder to keep track of them. Um, but they immediately agreed. Um, and then I said, uh, if I'm not in inpatient yet, I would come with. Um, <clears throat> and that's going to be that's going to be hard, too, because camping involves a lot of drinking. But I doubt I doubt my parents do any drinking that night that I'm there. Um, and we kind of just stay away from that whole stigma. My mom's going to be watching me like a hawk. So, um, and then again, that's only if I end up going. Um, so yeah, so, uh, um, plus I'm on medication, so alcohol really doesn't have an effect on me anyways, so I don't really see the purpose of drinking anyways, because that was the main reason I drank, was to numb my feelings and disconnect from the world. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, um... My parents were immediately accepting to taking our kids, and they said, if I need to come there, I can come there, too. So, well, And then what is out. the plan for the rest of the week? Because I obviously still have a job, and so leaving you alone all day. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah can work from home on Wednesday, so Wednesday we'll be together. But then Monday and Tuesday, my mom has to work Monday, so my dad's going to hang out with me all day. Um, and then Tuesday, my mom has what's called a TOPS class. Um, and but that, that's only that, an hour. That's only an hour or maybe two hours or something. I think they have the class morning. for an hour and then they go for lunch. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't have anything really scheduled for Tuesday, I don't think. I think I might have one thing, but I think it's later in the day. Um, so, uh, again, I'll be hanging out at my parents' house, hanging out with my dad. And when my mom gets done with her class, I'll be hanging out with both of them. Um, and then Wednesday, I'll be hanging out with Sarah. And then Thursday... What we question decide? mark. Yeah, Thursday's question mark, because that's a little bit further away. So we'll figure out Thursday, because my parents are already, already going to be at the camper. For, for They're going for a long weekend, so. Well, I suppose if we have nothing else in place, you could take the boys and just do a couple, um, nights. A couple nights at the camper. Yeah. Yeah. That's something, again, that's something that we'll discuss a little bit later this week. But it has been really great that, um, I, first of all, I think Andy has gotten really good even just like overnight at like asking for what he needs i think a lot of times andy will make excuses to not ask like oh it's only it's it's only eight o'clock or oh it's a weekend or oh no i'll call next week and so he like puts things off because he doesn't want to inconvenience people and let's be honest it's like a self-preservation thing like 
I don't want to have to ask because it just puts me in an awkward position. So asking me today to go with him to Menards couldn't have been easy. Asking his parents to take the kids when he knows that they usually, I mean, they like to reserve their camping time for them. And so asking us to kind of infiltrate that um, has been great. And then I basically had to like beg my mom to stay another night so that we could hang out because I love her lots. And so, um, I mean, we are really incredibly grateful and thankful. We are privileged enough to live close enough to our parents that we have that support system. When we were in Iowa, that's just not. Yeah. But when we were in Iowa, we just didn't have that at all. And I think that that's perhaps where a lot of this, like, controlling behavior from me roots from because it was just the two of us and then our young kids and um so yeah i i mean obviously we're very very thankful and lucky and even if people around us don't really understand it's great that the people that we have kind of welcomed into this um clusterfuck are being supportive now we're gonna have to put an explicit label on this i already did i i knew i was gonna be throwing some (laughs) f-bombers in there all right so well just to, as a last thing, one of the biggest changes um, that I had to basically 180 on, and I'm very guilty of it, and Sarah knows I'm guilty of it, and she was definitely catching on, <clears throat> um, but I would make every excuse in the book to be alone, because then I could do what I want when I wanted. So one of the big things, like Sarah, Sarah saying, you know, um, you know, I'm going to be at work, well, old me could have easily said, well, the kids will be at school, you know, you'll be at work. Like, I got appointments all day. I don't need to be with anyone because I'll be fine. You know, I'll have, I got all my appointments that I got to run to anyways. You know, I'll be fine. One, by old you, you mean like three days ago, you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's so it's. I don't mean old me, but I'm saying this is something that had to change like 180 yeah. degrees overnight. Yeah. Because um, so yeah, even if before, even if you did have a day full of appointments, you would have just skipped them all and slept. Yes. Or drank until you slept. Yes. And uh, I am I, do I want to stay like this forever? Absolutely not. But I hope to eventually someday get to a point where I can be trusted to be alone with the kids or well, that you trust yourself or, too and that yeah and that i trust myself um and i do think that that there is going to be a day in the future that i can do that just now, what was, not right now what was the message that i sent to you that day do you remember that before sarah called me i woke up and i was like gosh andy must be having a tough time if he has to be away from home even when he doesn't have to be away from home was it just the picture and, that you sent me so well, addiction is giving up everything for one thing. Recovery is giving up one thing for everything. And, and she sent that before yeah. we knew that Andy was passed out. <clears throat> I wrote a message after that, but it was a message of support and love. And so I can, I feel like I am educated enough to hate the disease and not the person. I do really care about Andy. I do care about what happens with him. And I care about what happens with him within the family. I would say my husband maybe isn't completely there yet, and yet today he yeah. was obviously reaching out to somebody that he felt had similar problems to Andy's. And, I got and a he, text from him. oh, there you go, and he yeah, he gave Aunt, he gave him Andy's name and number and.
told me to let Andy know that somebody might be reaching out to him and that he's helped a lot of people go through this, having been in similar circumstances. He's much older than Andy is now, but obviously the problems were way back in the day. So, Well, and maybe a part of that too is that um, like my relationship with my dad is always hot and cold, but it's because we're very similar and we're both very stubborn. But I also... I. I, I mean, one of the ways that Andy and my dad are similar is that they're both flight people. Like, my dad will fight, but not because he actually wants to fight about something. It's that he he's, like, defensive, and he can't um, put together a cohesive thought. So there's just, like, a lot of, like, reactionary behaviors. Well, I but see. I think even when I talk to my dad about what was going on with Andy, his reaction is to get, like, upset. But then when he has some time to, like think about it and mull it over now all of a sudden you know all these resources are coming out of the woodwork so Mm -hmm. I think we also have to be willing to accept that um, other people can and should react how they are going to react and we shouldn't expect people to instantly be understanding because this has been a really long journey for us and so asking someone just immediately to to understand um, isn't really fair but it also, I mean, we can also make the decision then that those are people that, like, when they come around, they come around, but we can't, like, right now, I can't take any negative energy. Yeah, we're just not in the right headspace for that right now. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if someone were to come at me all negative, like, I would just ask them politely to... Roger out, go away. as your peer guide said. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode about support. Um, Again, um, if you have any questions or or concerns, you can leave a comment um, or any advice, feel free to leave a comment. But uh, our next episode, we're going to talk about um, what led up to the events of that day, of the day that I got taken to the hospital, Um, what was going through my head, what was going through Sarah's head, Um, and, uh, kind of a step-by-step, um, talk through of hitting rock bottom, literally. Um, and so, yeah, next episode will be a tough one, um, for both of us, surely, as well as those of you that are listening. Um, but we feel it's really important, um, obviously to explain, how things got where they were and where we each of us was, like where our headspace was. And so we hope that you tune in and know that we're here to support you as well.